Online Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzzers. We're here doing another AfterBuzz TV After Show for MTV's Teen Wolf Season 5, Episode 10, Status Asthmaticus. I'm your host, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. My friends know me as the Desert Wolf. Oh my gosh, you're crazy. Uh, Courtney Tesino. Hello, everyone. I'm so sorry I've been gone the past two weeks. Very important things. But keep in touch with me at Tesno's on Twitter and Instagram and use that hashtag ABTVTeenWolf. From MTV's Are You the One and the Challenge, Brittany Baldy. Hey guys, what's up? Sorry, I'm actually trying to tweet out right now to watch us live, so make sure you guys do do that. Team Wolf Finale, woo! Ow! And our special guest this evening is Dino Menigan. He's the composer on Teen Wolfing, making all those scenes very epic for us. Thank you so yes. much for being here, Dino. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> epic. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I mean, I think the composition in Teen Wolf it is so cinematic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And oh, we love when you come cinematic in. Escape. I mean, that's my screen name. They love yes. that. Um, <laughs> if, where can the fans tweet at you, Dino? Uh, my uh, my Twitter uh, handle is at uh, dm underscore la. Yes. Dm underscore. I know I am following, so you guys at home make sure you follow Dino and ask him all your questions you as far as the music goes. It's mostly pictures of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also do that. Yeah. So tell us what it's like composing for the show, because I know tonight you said you know oh when I was composing for this scene it was a green screen. So how do you do that? So, I mean these shots you know a lot of times because they're because they're supernatural, they are shot on green screen. So how do you go about composing the music for a scene that you don't see yet? <laughs> well, you know, they'll, they'll, well, first of all, I mean, it's, uh, uh, we, when we uh, have a spotting session, which is where Jeff Davis mm -hmm. and usually uh, one of the other producers and the editors will, will sit in the room and, and watch the episode. And, and when we're Watching that um, on on this on the screen, that it'll say some brief description of what's going to be there, oh, nice. and then they'll say, we'll say, um, you know, they'll say to us, you know, oh, this is what's going to be there. And sometimes when we, you know, we'll submit our first drafts of the of the cues, and um, you know, sometimes for those kind of things, we'll get a note back and say, hey. You know, we change this, or um, you know, you don't know this, but this <laughs> this is going to be a giant monster. So mm -hmm. you need to, you know, make, make it sound like yeah, awesome. So. Amp it up a bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do they give you like, hey, we want it to kind of sound like Batman Begins, or like, do they? <laughs> do we they try to stay away from that because I think the show has its own sound Definitely. now. Definitely, we've found that. Um, Sometimes we'll they'll reference other. We have a lot of thematic elements now in the show. You know, Scott has. Um, Two hero themes, and um, uh, you know, all, there's a lot of you know the Dread Doctors have a theme, and there's all the important characters, uh, important characters or important elements kind of have their own theme. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, if it's a big moment, we're building on 
a theme. That is so cool. Really cool. I need to pay more attention to that mm -hmm. because I didn't realize that each character had their own sort of soundtrack, and then depending on what they're doing, you build on that. Well, like Parrish, you know, he has his he has his theme every time he goes into his special mode. Mm -hmm. Like I, I definitely yeah. hear it, and it's contributing to the scene. But I just and the emotions. Yes. Yeah, sure. I just didn't put together that they each had their own different ones. So that is mm -hmm. so cool to know. It's like you're shaping the superhero that we're seeing it's on screen. It works a little bit, you know, subliminally. Just you kind of know. <laughs> well, but you yeah. know, and we, know. we yeah. have no clue how yeah. to do that. Now, I was talking to you earlier, and I don't know about you guys at home, but I am always scared when I watch TV or movies that have <laughs> yeah. these scary sounds. Now, I want to know, when you were growing up, was there something that you saw that sparked your interest to do this, or how did you get into this? Good uh, question. <laughs> you mean horror specifically? Horror, yes. No, I'm I, I wasn't allowed to watch scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> My, my parents would only let us watch when we were little. We could only watch like PBS, like one hour of TV a day. Are you serious? Oh, I'm 100% I'm serious. Well, that's what it was. It sparked you to be a rebel. Teen, Teen, Wolf, was, Teen Wolf was got me into horror. When I started mm -hmm. doing it, I hadn't really done a lot of horror. Mm -hmm. And one of the editors, um, uh, uh, who's also written on the show, um, Alyssa, Alyssa Clark? Clark, yeah, she... Um, she actually gave me a list of a whole bunch of horror movies to watch. Oh wow! So, so I probably void my cover because I would every time somebody would reference a movie, I'd go, "Oh yeah," and then I'd go home and watch it. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> so, Alyssa yeah. Clark, I love Alyssa. Yeah, she I edited do too. tonight's episode. Actually, yes. she did an amazing job. I'm oh, sure yeah. you guys had to work closely together doing that. Yeah, we always do. I mean, I, I've worked with Alyssa. She, um, I. She was one of the first people that I met on on the show when I first started on the show, and so we've been um, we've been, we're you know friends outside of work, and um, and I, I like working with her a lot. She and we work a lot together on. We'll talk a lot about the music. That's awesome. We got to tweet out that list because I want to watch those movies. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so like let's that. go ahead and get into the episode. Ooh. So much happened, mm -hmm. and it was so crazy to see Theo's plan finally revealed. I mean, yeah. so it was sort of like we had expected. He wanted Liam to get so upset that he would kill Scott so that he could take Scott's alpha power. Mm -hmm. Which thankfully didn't happen. I thought he was going to die. I'm like, I no. thought he was dead. Which would have been a terrible end. How could we go into Does another season on. without Scott? You can't, you're not going to kill Scott. Of course. Scott. I was just wondering how she possibly going to do this. Scott. Yeah. And Theo's too good looking to trust. <laughs> oh, we like, knew that from you, first yeah, day one. As soon as you saw him, you're like, mm, not trusting this guy. It's like his hair is too perfect. <laughs> right, right. No, it is. It Everything is. about He's, him is like yeah he's he's like if you he was like made in a lab to be beautiful he, he was apparently was. the first chimera so yeah. he's not human mm -hmm. so i'm kind of confused about that maybe you know something we don't dino so it's like he reveals that he is half wolf half coyote yeah coyote and chimera mm -hmm. but he says he was the first chimera so it's like was he an experiment yeah, of it the sounds doctors? like he was the first experiment he was that the first experiment that yeah. makes sense. He's also one third Dachshund, <laughs> and uh, I think he's like a quarter German Shepherd. No way. Yeah. <laughs> that would explain him yeah. in this shape. They did one of those whole genealogy tests on him, and it comes back. And <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. My my thing that I like hated the most about this episode is that he like kidnaps Delinsky. 
What does he have with him? Sheriff Stalinsky. Yeah, I don't. I don't leverage with styles. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I mean, obviously Theo wanted to get everyone away from Scott so that Scott had no pack, so that he was vulnerable. Mm -hmm. He also gave him Wolfsbane Mm -hmm. to make him weaker. Mm -hmm. It was the super moon. He know he he knew Mm -hmm. that he could use Liam's anger. Planning since day one. Yeah, Yeah, and with the whole Mount Nash, he put Scott in this terrible situation. You know, but thankfully, Scott had Mason, who was not yes. supernatural, who could come in and save the day. Yeah, yes. I mean, he really did save him from Liam. What did you guys think about the whole uh, Liam versus Scott fight? I, I was, was really very, intense. yeah, I thought it was intense. I was scared that he was actually going to hurt him. I didn't think he was actually going to kill him at any point, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Just because I think, even though Scott had the wolf spane and all of that, I just couldn't see Liam taking out Scott. Like, that would just be the wrong way for it to One of my happen. favorite lines was when he said, we can't all be perfect, we can't be true alphas. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was just shocked. I really feel like Scott didn't want to obviously hurt Liam, so he was mm-hmm. definitely holding back. Scott uh-huh. never wants to hurt anybody. Yeah. yeah. It frustrates me. Because sometimes people <laughs> need to be hurt, you know? I know. Liam I needed a good beat you know, just, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, he just doesn't want to do it. He's a true alpha. I'm not a true alpha. I'm not even, I'm nowhere close to that. I'm not even a fake alpha. I don't know. When you turn like this, I see a glimmer of red in your eyes. It's really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you might be the real true alpha sitting right that here would be, in this That would be such us. a waste because all I do every day is sit in front of a computer screen and swear at it while I'm writing music. That would be the worst waste of a true alpha. No. I've never saved anyone's life. I've never, I've never like stopped a speeding car. I've never done anything. Stop. All I do is sit in front of a computer and swear at it. But you create the music that you know inspires people to do those things. Mm-hmm. So really, you yeah, are the yeah, savior I'm, behind it. I'm like it. true alpha adjacent. <laughs> yeah, I can see that because if it was silent, it would be very boring. That's, it would be. That's true. If you guys at home have a question for Dino, go ahead and give us a call at 424-256-1729. And please continue to support us on YouTube and iTunes and SoundCloud. Download, rate, subscribe. We really appreciate all the support. You guys are awesome. And sure. if you just have a general question, you want to uh, you know, trick us with some trivia, go for it. Give us a call. Yes. And I would say tweet at us. Ryan might be in the chat, so you could always go to the chat, the live he chat at YouTube. In. Is Ryan going to call in, I wonder? I think Ryan might he call might. in. I certainly hope so. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about Parrish. So okay. this has led me to believe now that he is the hellhound, the bearer of death and the protector of the supernatural mm-hmm. with those no he had was that bright red also eyes yes. yeah yes. they were like fire yeah. red yeah. so they were different from the uh, the alpha but like so this hell, hellhound he's not the phoenix which is huge because everyone's been speculating for so long what he was and right. I never have I ever heard hellhound mentioned so I think but that I love Jeff, how they set up the storyline yeah Jeff and the Kira. writers definitely you know kept that all from us so do you guys understand that story Storyline that, that Kira was talking about, where Lydia? like the are you, oh Lydia to Kira, yeah, okay, yeah. Can you explain that all? So it's like, is he involved in that? Parish as the Hellhound, like what is part of he of him is in that myth talking about like the Ghost Riders coming. Like I didn't know if that was part of the Supermoon. I guess it wasn't. But oh, you're talking. Oh, where the where? The, okay, so he was one of the. 
dogs in particular yeah. that, they, that they talked about in the myth. Oh, yeah. Very confusing story. All I realized is that he was the hill hound. Yeah. Well, you said he, he's kind of, he's partly, part of his job is protector of the supernatural realm. Mm-hmm. He's sort of the deputy in real life, and he's also kind of the deputy of the supernatural realm. I like that. Hey, Kristen? Yes. I have a fan bad. question really quick. Uh, not technically a fan question. Dino, do you drive a red convertible? Uh, no. Okay, just double checking because there's one outside filling with water. What? <laughs> Sprinklers. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh my goodness. I was like, is there some Teen Wolf Supernatural coming no. to Afterbuzz? <laughs> Either way, that sucks. That well, really sorry bad. about your red convertible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. I mean, maybe it's Parrish's red convertible. I wouldn't be surprised. It's like when he goes in these dream states, he has, like, no idea what's going on. Oh, yeah. But I liked that little connection he had with Lydia. Does right. he even it's realize that he's um, a hellhound at this point? No, so he, doesn't know. he doesn't know what he no, wants. He doesn't he know. Is. Yeah, him and Lydia were trying to figure that out because he was talking to Lydia about how, have you been scared or were you scared before you knew what you were? Did it make you less scared once you found out? Yeah, and he's like, how do you feel now that you know? And she's like, mm, kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I'm excited. Obviously, he has more powers than what we're seeing than just collecting the dead, but it's cool that they were sort of relating to on that level. Level, how like they both have this power that deals with the dead. Mm-hmm. Like she finds them and he collects them. They're going to be great together. This would be a great team. Yeah. <laughs> I could see them like making little business cards for that. And <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's go ahead into Lydia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where Theo. He took her to where the Dread Doctor's like lair is. Mm-hmm. And what I want to know about is like that that serum that he like pumps out mm-hmm. of that other out of the tank d- mm-hmm. out of that creature in the tank like what is that is that just like i know they were taking a lot from the different creatures like Mm -hmm. they were taking stuff from hayden they were taking stuff from pretty much everyone Mm -hmm. you know and and you know at the end when they show that painting maybe are the creatures what we saw at the end because it looked like two beasts fighting i know we said that that um the phrase that they used was la what was it la bet la bet um, at the end when the they beast, showed, yeah. Dino told us mm-hmm. means yeah. the beast. Means the beast. So maybe there's a connection there that we'll see in um in the next season or the next mm-hmm. half of the season. I don't know. Yeah, obviously we're gonna there's a lot left for five B to be explained. I mean now that it seems like Theo's gonna have his pack, but the fact that he resurrected all those people around the Nemeton with this serum that came from that creature, mm-hmm. I'm just like what is this creature and what is this serum that can literally resurrect the dead? I mean, how did you guys feel about that whole scene? I, I think it's Botox. <laughs> oh, man. Botox. <laughs> I mean, really, they were all shivered up, shriveled up, and then suddenly yeah. they were just like, hello. Yeah. I don't know what's in that stuff, but it's like a, they, their little backup plan or something. Like, when the lights go out, you always have, like, a, a backup system. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I mean, I just don't get... I, I don't know how the doctors are going to feel about Theo taking that. I From don't the know. Nemeton, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know... it's supposed to be feeding, um, like, putting things back into the Earth, like, ba- making the balance go back? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was assuming. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, now he is actually resurrecting the dead, Theo is. Mm-hmm. Which, I have a feeling Liam's gonna be okay with. What but Hayden wasn't a part of the resurrection. Not yet. I, I definitely could see that as a prediction. But it's like, yeah, now that we have this serum that resurrects people, I mean, are you not gonna use this when you lose someone in the pack? And then, I mean, this means anyone could 
be extinct and then come back, depending on, you know, the side effects of this serum. Because yeah. I think you have effects. to have been made by it for you to... You guys think we'll see that in future episodes as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like this special elixir. you got to explain that. I mean, we've seen it being, like, added to all season, mm-hmm. so it's definitely, like, this mixture that they've been perfecting over time. Maybe Donovan will come back. Ah, Donovan, I know, I, that would be crazy because Now you can start bringing back old characters. Oh, <laughs> nice. <Ooh>. Nice. <laughs> nice. Do you know, is there anyone you want to come back? Who do I want to come back? I'm trying to think who's, I gotta think of our, our, our list of our, our cherished dead. Um, yeah. I have one that I would want who to come Who? Back. The love affair with Scott and Allison. Yeah. You want to bring oh, back yeah. Allison? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm like blushing about it. I miss Allison. Yeah, that was that was very sweet. Yeah, I don't know if the serum's gonna work on her. She's been gone for a while. I, yeah, I know. there might be an expiration date. There like might be. a decaying yeah. period that it won't work anymore. <laughs> I don't know, but there it's like now Theo has this pack. But I liked what he was getting into when he had his fight with Styles. What did you guys think about that? Theo's fight with Styles. I mean, it was what he was doing, kind of his Emperor Palpatine, you know, like yeah. give in to your anger yeah, thing with like, Styles. Channel it. Yeah. Like I think he just likes to see that he's affecting someone. He's like one of those bullies that, even though he's being hit, he's getting like some type of um, happiness from it. He's so strange. Yeah, I mean, there are those people who just want to get you mad, and they'll they'll press every button they know that'll work on you to get you that angry. But it's like I wasn't sure what they were really saying. Like, is the blood from the new Gitsune Void styles, like, affecting him, definitely still in there. I mean, we saw the Windigo bite on him last episode definitely <laughs> sort of flaring up, but not developing. So it's like, the fact that he was this Void styles, it makes sense that it never went away. And I could definitely tell this whole season he was a little bit angrier than in the past. All right, well, we have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you from? Hey, this is Eric. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Eric. Do you have a question for our guest? I did. Um, so I have, actually, I have two of them. Go for um, it. I hope you guys don't mind. Um, of course not. I've got one uh, pertaining to the nin- the Nimiton, and um, I was just wondering if, uh, if the Nimiton was still kind of in control. Not in control, but just like in the minds of that and styles, like if it's still feeding off of their energy. Hmm. What do you think, Dio? Well, <laughs> well, that's kind of what you were just saying, is talking about, you know, all. basically once they opened the Nemeton, they opened up this supernatural beacon to, you know, to bringing all these, this is why all these other creatures are coming to Beacon Hills. So mm-hmm. it's still definitely affecting them. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to go ahead and confirm that, yes. Yeah. And what so, was your other question? So in a sense, it's still connected to them. But um, I guess I guess the real question is: so if Allison died, um, would it still kind of you know be attached to her soul? Like, could it still possibly be like her soul is connected to it, and she's still um, in a sense suffering from its connection with the Nimiton? Wow, uh, I certainly that's like that's like, that's like Teen Wolf math. That like, is I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're getting into, like, the afterlife here, yeah. and I don't know. Yeah. Because we want know. her back. I get it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question, Eric, because I know, like, everybody else, they're wondering, are we ever going to get Allison back? No, no, Eric's not asking that. Eric's asking if she's, if being, she's, if she's in purgatory. She's being affected by it. Eric, you, you want to know if she's... <laughs> 
Eric, can you hear Allison yeah. right now? <laughs> well, I'm getting a message from Allison. Wait, Eric. <laughs> Uh, Allison. So Allison is just one of my favorite characters. So it's just she's like, pretty great. I don't know. I feel like if there was a possibility that she could come back, that um, maybe not even like completely. Maybe it's just like something for the fans to kind of get that um, yeah. that that feeling of okay, that you know, her goal closure. of that rest. Yeah, that'd be nice. Like in my opinion, like I feel like Lydia should take the place of Allison's soul being connected to the Nematon and like the Nematon acts like a hellmouth like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh uh, so that angel going. you know how like he like uh, sacrificed well Buffy sacrificed angel and he was like living in like he was suffering in the hellmouth and uh, it feels like kind of that same connection between Allison and the Nematon like it's still attached to Styles and Scott but it could also still be feeding off of Allison's soul as well and it'd be a nice kind of like closure that the fans haven't had yet mm-hmm. of Allison, you know, having like a, a real goodbye and like the cast feeling like kind of like showing that, hey, uh, it's showing them kind of grieving the last grief. Yeah. Letting wow. go. That's a good idea. Now, here's another idea. <laughs> what if, what if we just took somebody that we don't really care about that we're not going to miss? Just like grab an extra and just throw them in the Nemeton. No. And then we don't have to. <laughs> Why don't we just take Theo and throw him? Okay, Eric. in all seriousness, that is actually a a really uh, beautiful thought. I I like I you went on a I hadn't even thought of that. That is a beautiful thought. So yeah, I, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, Eric. We will let Jeff Davis know. And we'll we'll put it up to him. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for calling in. Yes. We really appreciate the support at AfterBuzz TV. And have a good night, Eric. Yes. Thank you, you too. So much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thank Eric. Thank you. I- so, I mean, yeah, obviously everyone just wants Allison back. Oh, so yeah. they're not yeah. going to let that one go. We actually we actually will bring we bring her theme back every once in a mm-hmm. while. To I know when, when things like the yearbook, like, remember, yeah, remembering. Yeah, they put they showed yeah. AA. We or... like to kind of bring her back and sometimes just in music. Oh, we still use her music, do we? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll use her theme sometimes if we want to kind of call back to Allison. I like so we, that. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't, for, she's gone she's without forgotten. She's still there, guys. Oh, yeah. She's still Just there. Just listen not her the theme. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> listen for her music. Okay. <laughs> a memory is in a melody, isn't that what they say? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, getting back to the show, let's talk about Hayden. It was weird to me. It was almost like she was turning into something else before she died. She had, like, spots mm-hmm. on her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion, I thought she was turning into something. I didn't think she was going to die. Do you guys think that Scott made a mistake by not giving her the bite? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I just remember during that whole talk that they kept on saying, I don't want to bite her. She's too weak. She might die anyways. But it's like, take a chance. If you think she's going to die with the bite or without the, di- the bite, you might as well just bite her and see what happens. And so you're saying her. he definitely should have. I think he should have. Mm-hmm. Because doesn't she end up dying in the end anyway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he should have took the chance and just did it. I think he just didn't want to have any of that guilt on him. If she was going if to she, die yeah. regardless, to know that he did that, then I think uh, he, Liam would have had that held that over him for a long time if she passed away yeah. from his bite. So I'm kind of glad that he didn't do that. Also, I don't know what she has inside of her, so I wouldn't have wanted that to affect Scott at all. I know. That's a good point. That's think a really if she good had point. anything that he could have gotten it. Mm-hmm. And that could have purposely been uh, planned by Theo. You just have to be careful with anything he's involved in. That's so. very true. So you got to be careful with Theo. Mm-hmm. 
Well, See, I think you can't like if, if Scott goes. He's open. If he starts giving the bite to everybody who's hurting, mm-hmm. he's opening a door where you know you can't close that door once you've opened it. You know, because then it'll be like, well, hey, what about this person? Yeah, exactly. you've got to save that for a special case. Your yeah. mother. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would love. If Melissa McCall was turned into a werewolf, yes. like, she would She'd be, be awesome. amazing. I mean, yeah. we already saw her in this episode save Scott and Mason's. Like, he's been, you know, no pulse for 15 minutes. She goes, mm. "He's my son. He doesn't <laughs> die this way." Roar! And then he did. I was like, "What?" Oh, Mama, I love that. That was amazing. I love Melissa McCall. Does I she do. have her own music? <laughs> uh, I, you know, there actually, I don't. There's a couple pieces we use with her, but I don't, I, there isn't really a Mama McCall theme. I'm waiting for Mama it. McCall. Yeah, we should we should we should do that. I think we probably will next season. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like she's definitely one of the parents who supports the supernatural and what these kids are doing no matter what. Oh, it's yeah. like some of the other parents sort of stand in the way sometimes mm-hmm. and they don't quite get it but Melissa McCall has always been supporting her son. Mm-hmm. Even in this episode you know mm-hmm. they have that talk where he's like I've lost everyone and she's like you're their leader they'll come back all you need to do is give them hope. Yeah. That's a really that's a really good piece of advice. That's what I love about Teen Wolf is they always bring back that aspect outside of the supernatural. She's just talking to her son. So mm-hmm. I love I love Melissa. Yeah, I mean, and really, I mean, what's a true alpha without his mother? Mm-hmm. It's like the that's power true. behind Scott is really in his mom. Yeah. And I mean, I feel the same way. I, I just like I get my energy from my mom. You know, like Aww. she's amazing. So, yeah, like, or your parents in general. Yeah, and like when you get these scenes with like her empowering her son, it's like, I get that. It's like, my mom's sort of my superpower behind me, you know what I mean? So, like, I just, yeah, I love when they bring it back to real life, and mm-hmm. they show, like, this support system, and I know Jeff Davis, you know, love like, has a really close connection with his mom. And I, I just saw my mom today. Oh! <laughs> did you yeah. feel the power when I you were under her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Mothers just, they have that. I think when we're around them, you know, since we're from them, we just get, like, energized. It mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Anyway, let's go. We didn't get to see what happened to Stalinsky when Styles had to choose between helping Scott and his dad. Obviously, Scott would want him to help his dad. That's oh, a no-brainer. Yeah. So that was not a decision. I'm glad we didn't have to see Styles go through, you know, trying to figure it out. But I mean, his father was laying down and looked like he was really hurt. Yeah, so. I had a list of people that I was like, okay, are they dead? When they sh- started showing everything, I'm like, okay, Scott's not dead. Stalinsky, we don't know. And then Hayden's gone. So it was just a very... I, I think he's still alive. He has to be. Or maybe we can use a potion on him. On who? Oh, on Stalinsky. Stalinsky. See, that would be amazing because I feel... I really like that prediction because I feel like Stalinsky, he's already been going through this all season where, like, he's trying to be on, you know, the pack side, but also mm-hmm. trying to morally up keep the upstanding of the town of what's right. Mm-hmm. And it's been really difficult for him this season. So if they had to bring him back as some sort of supernatural creature... I'd be okay with that because I think they need an older generation in the pack. I think he's been struggling with his job anyway. <laughs> and and I love him. So like he yeah. can't leave. But you know what? <laughs> if okay, so I wanna know which one would you choose, Hayden or Stalinsky? Oh Stalinsky. Yeah. Hayden's new. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just gonna let Liam's first love die and <laughs> oh, it's gonna goodness. make him stronger. <laughs> it will. Scott it might make him it. kill. Scott went Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Maybe him and Liam will have this bond now. Or maybe he will try to kill him again because his first love is dead. So I don't know. I hope they just bring back both. Or he's not dead. 
I think what could happen is Liam might actually want to go to Theo's pack and blame Scott for this. And, like, after you try to kill your leader, yeah. you're not actually going to go want to sit in their pack. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Liam might go over to Theo's side just because he's embarrassed about what he did. Do you that, guys think Hayden's going to come back or no? I do think she's going to come back. And with that, with you talking about Liam going to the other pack, Hayden's technically going to be in his pack. So mm-hmm. he might go with whoever his love interest is, is with. Well, Theo could easily say to Liam, hey, I'll inject your dead girlfriend with this serum, but you got to be in my pack. And then she's going to be too. And then she's yeah. going to be resurrected. Well, we, did, so. we did see her, him, inject Hayden. So, did he yeah. didn't get it? Yeah, he I didn't okay. see her. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was looking for her to be injected. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, it's Good. pretty pretty much done deal. Liam's going to go find That's his love. Because, I mean, we saw Mason's telling him, hey, she died. Mm. So he's going to be on a hunt to find that dead body. And when he dies, she's going to be alive. See that's see that's why that's why you need Parrish. That's why you need a hellhound to clean up that stuff so people don't go around reviving dead bodies. Well, he and, needs to find a new dumping ground yeah. because I just hope he never has one. to get um, Lydia. That would be a whole other level. I wonder what would come out of him if that were to happen. Yeah, if Parrish had to scoop up Lydia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he probably I don't couldn't know. even break his trance at that point. So. I'm excited to see what the Hellhound does and how mm-hmm. he and Lydia work together. Obviously, he taught her some jujitsu moves, and she's going to be real badass in 5B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he will probably be the one to find her because he's the only one that knows where the Nematon is, and that's where Lydia is. So I'm assuming in 5B that Parrish will come to her rescue. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> That's just a good prediction. If you stare into Dino, the alpha's eyes, you, you will get the answer yeah. you want. <laughs> They're spinning those answers. Can we please talk about Malia? Yes. Okay. I mean, how we were just talking about how a mother really feels us. How do you feel if your mother wants to kill you? I, I mean, Silence. I know it, I know it's happened for me. <laughs> So I, at least I'm pretty sure she went to kill me. And it's, no, I mean not like actually. Literally, yeah. yeah. That's scary. I wouldn't. These poor kids—they go through a lot. They go through so much. We have a caller on the line. Yay! Hi, caller. What's your name and where are you from? Hello. Hi. What's your name and where are you from? Hi. This is Adam from Columbus, Ohio. Hello. Do you have a question for our hey. guest? I do. Um, you know, I've kind of been looking back um, from Styles from season one and two. I noticed, like, his music, like, his he was generally, like, the quirky, like, hilarious person. Like, throughout the season, like, he's evolved to, like, his darker character. So I was, like, wondering, like, how did you guys come with, like, the whole cinematic from, like, him going from, like, this light, quirky character from now he's turning darker and now we're seeing possibly he could turn into this different kind of person because he's done from this evolution. So, like, his music before was, like, lighthearted, quirky, he had all these jokes, now we're seeing he's more a serious, kind of darker character with less jokes, so I was kind of curious about that, you know? Ah, well, thanks for the question. Um, so, uh, yeah. once the turning point for Styles was sort of the, the whole uh, Nagitsune thing, and we had gotcha. a Void Styles uh, theme, and basically... Now he's... I mean, I think it's also just the general tone of the show. Different seasons will have, um, you know, like season uh, uh, four... uh, Let me think. 
season, I mean, we'll, we'll generally, you know, if we have a really dark season, like the when we went through the whole Nagitsune thing, um, after mm-hmm. that, you know, we'll tend to, you know, after that we wanted to, Jeff wanted to kind of lighten it up for Styles a little bit and let him crack some jokes and be funny. And you saw that more at the beginning of this season where mm-hmm. we, we had some more of kind of Styles, uh, you know, kind of trademark humor. But, I mean, I think that the show Definitely. as a whole... Um, has gotten a little, you know, has dug deeper into the uh, psyches of each of the characters. So, mm. but I mean, in, in a practical sense, in terms of the music, um, um, with Styles, we didn't go, we, he didn't go into Void Styles this season, so we didn't use any of his Void Styles music. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, that kind of just went along with the tone of the whole show. If that makes sense. I feel like we definitely did hear like a lighter tone when he was like, you know, cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely get what you're saying, Adam. And, and you know, I feel like definitely in 5B, we're going to get to explore this Void Styles because mm-hmm. even Theo said, that's who I came for. That's who I wanted in my pack. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's got that bite on him. So mm-hmm. we might be getting into some darker music. Like yeah. we might be pulling back from those soundtracks that you developed for the Void Styles. I see that coming back. I mean, I definitely saw him being angrier this season, just in general, like hitting the Jeep when it didn't work, like giving up on it. I mean, we see it get towed tonight, and it's like... Yeah, life is hitting Styles hard right now. Real hard. (laughs) A poor Jeep. We were just talking about it before we started. Poor Roscoe. Well, Adam, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate the call. Thanks for supporting AfterBuzz, and thanks for calling and talking to Dino. Thanks, (laughs) Adam. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Have a good night. So let's get back to Malia. Okay. And the Desert Wolf. We got to see Megan Tandy, who plays Brayden tonight. Uh, we love her. She's been so, gone for a minute. Yeah, and I think we talked about how she's sort of been tracking the Desert Wolf. Yep. And she now has word that, hey, the Desert Wolf, and she tells Malia, she knows you're alive. She's coming for you. Oh, yeah. So we were kind of speculating why she would want to kill her daughter. In my mind, it's got to be something where, like, she would lose her powers by having a child, in my opinion. I mean, why else? I can't imagine why else you would want to kill That's a your good one. daughter. That's a good one. I don't know at all. Any uh, guesses over here? <laughs> Do you know, tell us. you would want to kill your daughter unless you're psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I'm. I'm not going to speculate a whole lot on the Desert Wolf's mm-hmm. motivations. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I got to say, we're. I'm. I'm. I'm waiting to see uh, the scripts from Five B to really get deeper into that. Good, yeah, good. good. But she might owe child support. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's Gotta hilarious. get that one off. But I thought it was uh, so interesting that uh, Theo was saying the reason why she really connected with him was because he had that werewolf in him. So he's been using Yay. that all the time. Yes. Oh, yeah, that wolf in him all the time. Because she does, uh, since she's Coyote and he's Coyote, coyote yes. mm-hmm. like she definitely was just naturally trusting him. We, we even speculated a relationship between yeah. the two of mm-hmm. them because we felt that energy. So they did a great job in that on the show, showing us their sort of bond, that natural bond they had because we definitely felt it and we were speculating sort of a relationship between them because we didn't understand this like definitely trust connection between them and I like just talking about Theo for a second 
how Scott said, you know, they're never going to go to you. They're not like you. You're mm-hmm. not even human. Mm-hmm. And it is true. I mean, he's, and that goes along with what you said, Dino, and mm-hmm. him being so perfect. He's yep. not human. He's this, like, experiment mm-hmm. that they made, that was created in the lab. So, I mean, he's not this natural creature. Yeah, we knew from Jump that he was missing a little something when he watched <laughs> his sister die. So you have to have yeah. some That's type true. of He's conscience. That's true. He's got kind of that Damien hum- from the Omen kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have much of the human side, like Scott was saying. Mm. Well, I think we've made a lot of predictions of what five's, 5B is going to look like throughout this episode. But, I mean, I, I guess let's just go around and see what you guys think is going to happen in 5B. And then we'll ask Dino a few questions oh. about his career and what he does on Teen Wolf. Mm. Okay. <laughs> So what do you think, Brittany? 5B, what's happening? What do you want to see? Um, I definitely want to see some of the old characters come back, like we were discussing, um, with the serum and all that. I hope that mm-hmm. happens. And I want to see Scott's relationship keep progressing, and I want to see if he's going to end up killing somebody or not. I don't think it's going to happen, yeah. but I want to see it. I really like that. Dino, what do you want to see in 5B? What I, uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're writing 5B. If I'm writing yes. 5B, I want to see styles get really dark, because uh, Dylan O'Brien does mm-hmm. great dark, and uh, and and Tyler. I, I want to see Tyler and Dylan do a lot together, mm-hmm. uh, working like on that, that. relationship. What do you want to see, Courtney? Or what's your so prediction? Many predictions. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to pick one. Um, well, you know, obviously it's going to be the Chimeras against everyone, so mm. I really am excited to see how that's going to play out. Since they're technically both very supernatural, kind of good and bad. Um, let's see. I wrote something about Hayden. Oh yeah, she, we already said that she's re- resurrected. I kind of already threw in my uh, predictions of what I yeah. think is going to happen there, but I would love to see what you said. Styles being a little bit more dark. I'd like to kick. Theo's ass. I think Scott <laughs> needs Styles to be dark, mm-hmm. you know, in 5B. He needs, he's going to be losing Liam. He needs his pack back. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to go through early 5B of him getting Kira back, of him getting Styles back. And Styles is going to have to turn a little nougats in it, avoid Styles mm-hmm. because he needs a pack, you know? He's going to have to find Lydia and make sure she's okay. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Parrish will become part of the pack. And at least we have Mason. You know, yeah, is, he's kind of lighthearted. He's playing the Styles role right now, mm-hmm. I think. Definitely. He's like the new early Styles mm-hmm. who was just human, really trying to help. And I want to see uh, a relationship between Lydia and Parrish, which I think won't be too hard. Oh, to no. Ask they for. have so much in common. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk to you, Dino. So yeah. we earlier we got into a little question talking about, you know, you said you weren't allowed to really watch too much TV. So, I mean, what, <laughs> what made you want to come? out to this crazy land of Los Angeles and really get into being a composer? Uh, well, I started as a guitar player. Uh-huh. And I, I used to, um, I before I was a composer, I I, uh, I played on records and I, I toured and the last couple of, I uh, toured with uh, Michael Bublé for about three years. Oh, cool. Before, and then um, uh, during that time, I worked on another MTV show um, with Laura Webb. And uh, who's our music supervisor mm-hmm. on Teen Wolf? And then when Teen Wolf came around, um, you know, she called me and said, "Hey, they're putting doing a reboot of this, you know, of Teen Wolf. Remember the old movie <laughs> yeah. with Michael J. Fox?" And I was like, "That sounds really weird." And, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. And uh, and then so and then I, um, I I sent them some music and I you know we didn't talk again for another about that for another five six months and I thought either I didn't get it or. There was, you know, the show didn't happen or whatever, and then, um, 
I ended up talking to Laura and I talked to uh, uh, Jeff Davis, the show's uh, executive producer and creator. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jeff and I hit it off and, and I ended up uh, working on the show. Mm -hmm. So I left, I basically got off the road and started uh, doing Teen Wolf, uh, you know, two weeks later. That Whoa. is so cool. so cool. Huge transition. Yeah, it was. It was fun. <laughs> but it was, it was something I was re had been working toward, so it was, it was a really uh, a nice uh, sort of career segue. What's, like, your favorite instrument to, like, put in your composing? Hmm. Um, um, I, I'm a big fan of everything that's... Uh, cello and French horn are two ooh. of my biggest ones I really like. Because like they that. can sort of do everything. And then, fun fact, we actually talked about this before we came on the show. He used his dogs as part of... Well, wait, actually, use... it wasn't my dogs. Okay, he used dogs yeah, in I order am. to compose things. What's the weirdest thing that you've had to use to compose a song? Um, Great question. Well, I mean, the dog howl was pretty weird. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, we, we recorded um, a dog, Beatrice, from our <laughs> obedience class, who had a really, uh, a really... She has a really great howl. And Aww. so we recorded her howl, and we processed it and used it for a bunch of stuff. Uh, that was in season two. Um, I recorded myself playing my garage door. Playing it? <laughs> like actually playing it? Yeah, with mallets, because I have a <laughs> oh, metal man. garage door. <laughs> really cool. Uh, I'm so trying to think. Cool. I have a lot of junk. So uh, there's a scrapyard in, Simi in Sun Valley that uh, a lot of composers actually go to. Oh, so wow. I, 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 a friend of mine told me about it, and then I went there and I bought a bunch of junk and uh, went with another composer friend of mine, and we uh, went and just sort of sampled all of it. And uh, um, so there's a lot of sort of junk, and f oh, we, we, it's technically called found percussion. You literally bring the saying, one man's junk is another man's treasure to life for <laughs> yeah, me right absolutely. now. I'm like, wow, you're actually in junkyards making beautiful music with this. Well, beautiful is a strong word. But beautiful <laughs> yeah. as in creative and original. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. Also, it's cheap. So, <laughs> and I mean, People have been doing this, I mean, for years. It's not like this I invented Dino's this idea. This is trademark but, yes. secret yeah. of how he composes music. <laughs> I just find it really interesting. Yeah. I'm not in that realm. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fun. I feel like a lot of people at home wouldn't even know Would where not, to start. Exactly. As far as composing sound, I mean, a I know a lot of people, you know, we are all think we're filmmakers in some degree, and we, we shoot these little short films. If we had to compose the music, it would be really cool to then, like, go to Junkyard and be like, hey, what would sound cool being added to, you know, this? I know in school we always had to, like, go out and record leaves crumbling and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's really awesome. Just, it like, is. what you do for the show, and it's like... Try watching this show without sound, and then you'll know what Dino is. That's there what for. I'm saying. <laughs> Wouldn't be the same. And our sound, our sound design department also does a lot, um, um, and uh, th they do a great job as well, uh, coming up with a lot of the, you know, the monster sounds and things to really bring those characters. They spend a lot of time on the Dread Doctors. I was going to ask their sounds. I didn't do that. That's uh, Parker and uh, the guys working with him in the sound department. They really. Um, they really, hi Parker, um, they really do a great job and they spend a lot of time on the Dread Doctors getting sort of like the, really the sounds, not also on the voices they spent a lot of time. Uh, mm -hmm. Jeff really zeroed in on that, he wanted a certain thing. But even just the sounds of when they move, when they, yeah. you know, all the like pistons and the weird things about them. And with the Dread Doctors, they're, they're probably my favorite villain we've had. They're really cool. Because they just look amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted everything with them to sort of have this weird sort of like 
sort of like this sort of steampunk, it works, mm-hmm. but it doesn't kind of thing. So uh, whenever you see the Dread Doctors, you'll always hear this little bit of a, a tape loop that kind of goes in and out, and kind of the pitch gets weird and stuff. I love that. And they're, yeah, I, I love looking at them. They always look great. and They're so unpredictable because they're, like, lacking that human element. Like, yeah. I can't wait to get the history behind them mm-hmm. because I'm like, were they ever somebody? And then they, like, experimented on yeah. themselves. Like, how did they get to be what they are? Well, we got a little bit of that from mm-hmm. Vanek, yeah, at, when we were in Eichenhaus. Val- yeah. Or Valak, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, when we were in Eichenhaus, he mm-hmm. kind of gave the whole backstory. Mm-hmm. about the Dread Doctors. Yeah, Can we I, go back to what are the actual sounds that make the Dread Doctors make those noises? Because I was always thinking, is this a frog? Is this, like, like I don't know, whenever they're, oh, I the, just uh, little crazy. Sur- yeah. I, like, don't, I actually that? don't know what they use. I don't know if they created it from scratch or if they took a, you know, something and then modified it. Mm-hmm. I actually was not privy. Because they, they will work together. I'll work with the sound department on certain things, uh, but then sometimes we'll work independently and it only comes together at the final mix. So that was one of those things I heard it when it, just when it was done. I was like, hey, that's really cool. So. Well, I can't wait to hear more from the Dread Doctors and yes. more from you next season, Dino. There'll I hope you'll more. come back. I will. And, and and join us in studio again. Maybe bring us some of your instruments to play <laughs> from the junkyard. That would be fun. That would be awesome. Don't forget, guys, you can follow Dino at DM underscore LA. And is there a side project that you're working on? Uh, right now, I'm, I'm working on chilling really hard for the next two weeks yeah. before I'm back to work. I, so. they, they, I know they just started filming yeah. 5B. Uh, Brittany, where can the fans follow you? You guys can follow me at Brittany Baldi on all my social media. Yeah. And come to karaoke, <laughs> Saturdays on Sunset. It's fun. Woo. Oh, Brittany, I love your energy. <laughs> and you guys can keep in touch with me at Tesnos on Twitter and Instagram. Use that hashtag ABTVTeenWolf to keep in touch with us throughout the week because we want to talk about this season finale. Dino, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You guys can follow me at Cinematic Escape on Twitter. Guys, thanks for always joining. It's been a great season. Tweet at us. We'll continue the conversation. Have a great night. Till next season. See you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.